uh, we're going to revisit the theme that we had last year. And that's the theme, make it happen. I don't know whether you could see it on your screen, but it's make it happen. Now I want to start with this, okay? Uh, there's this quotation by Mark Twain. Many of you may know Mark Twain. Some of you may not know. He's an American author. Um, he, used to, he wrote books, books like Huckleberry Finn. Uh, so uh, Mark Twain says this, The two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. The two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. I want, to just, I want us to just consider this verse, okay? This is the text for this morning. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Just look at that verse one more time. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He has planned for us long ago. Now, I want you to know this, that you are the product of God's vision. The Bible tells us the moment you're conceived, God already has a plan for your life that you are a product of His vision. He knows exactly what He wants to do with you, how you would turn out, what would happen. He knows exactly how you would turn out because you are a product of His vision. When that cynicalist artist started dabbing paint, it wasn't that he was trying to figure out what to do with, with it. He already knew what it would turn out to be. The process is something that we have to wait to see it come together, yeah? You see, I want you to know this, that you were created with God's purpose in mind. I was created with God's purpose in mind, and until I discover it and follow through on it, there will always be a hole in my life. Sometimes we think that all there is is just trying to make a living. God has never put us on earth just to make a living. You were created with God's purpose in mind. And until you discover that, and that's what Mark Twain says, the two most important days of your life, the day you were born and the day you discover why. Until you, you, you discover your purpose, God's purpose for you and follow through on it, there will always be a hole in your life. You know, we always tell non-Christians that we have a God-shaped vacuum in our lives and as long as we become a Christian, receive Jesus in our lives, you know, we, we, we would have that, that, that vacuum filled. But I believe also as Christians, unless you are pursuing what God has made you to become and the plans that God has for you, you will still live a life that is unfulfilled. You see, while God already sees what you can become, He needs your cooperation 
with Him to make it happen. If you notice that video just now, and I like that video because it really speaks about our lives. There was this little girl and this artist. The artist knows exactly what he wants to do. He could have taken a brush and done it, but he opted to use that little girl. He got the girl to dip her hands in the paint and he used her hands. He patted her hands and taking the paint from her hands, he put it onto the canvas. And that girl, she didn't know what was happening, only she knew that she was yielding to the artist. She was yielding to the master artist. She was allowing her hands to get dirty. All she knows is that, okay, I'm in this. He's, 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 he's working with me. I don't know what he's doing, but I'll let him do it. And the artist used, used the girl's hands and she got herself dirty. But in doing that, he was putting together a masterpiece. So while God knows what you can become and what you will become, He needs your cooperation. He needs you to cooperate. He needs you to work with Him to make it happen. See, if God has a vision for what we are to do with our allotment of years, and we all have an allotment of years, then I figure I'd better get on to it as soon as I can. Because I don't know when the allotment of years will run out. I don't know when. I may look healthy today, but something may happen to me, and I do not want to end my life not having fulfilled God's purpose for my life. And you know, I also know this, that God has placed me in high point life. God has placed you in high point life because He has wired you to be a fit with this church. What do I mean by that? I mean this. This church has a vision to be a church based on the New Testament apostolic model, driven by God's love, to bring good news and to disciple nations through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the vision for High Point Life. And God has put you here because He has wired you to be a fit to this vision. Some of us feel that okay, that vision is only for the church leaders or for a select few. For us, we just come and worship and go back. No, no, no. That is never God's plan. If God puts you here, it means that God already has seen you. He has already had a plan for your life. He has already mapped out the picture that He wants because you're going to become a masterpiece and He's taken you and He's put you in this church because you are a fit for this church. So the question is, what are you doing about that? Have you discovered what it is? How, how is your plans and your dreams in alignment with what God has given us? How are your plans and dreams in alignment to, 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 to being a witness that will bring good news through the love of Jesus? What are your plans and dreams in perspectives to, to reaching the nations for God? What are your plans and dreams in connection with the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill 
this vision that God has put in our hearts. See, God's purpose for you, and we read that just now in Ephesians 3.10. God's purpose for me and for you came from eternity past. He says that He has prepared us for good works, that He has prepared us long before, meaning to say from eternity past, before you even were, before I was even a glimmer in my mom's eyes. God had already had a purpose for my life. It came from eternity past. And fulfilling that vision, fulfilling that purpose will have effects that would last into eternity future. If I were to pursue God's call over my life, and if High Point were to pursue God's call over our lives, then let me tell you that this is not just about, wow, this is a good thing. It's about being able to lay something that would be effective, that would have long-lasting effects into, the, into eternity. That's what it is. That's what it is. Why do you think we've gone all the way to India? We've seen great things happen there because God has laid it in our hearts to disciple nations. Yes, a small church for now, God has done that. You know, my own story, I grew up, um, my mom was a believer, my grandmother was a believer. I used to go to church when I was very young. You know, in those days, we were in Gospel Hall, and in those days, in the old building, there was this monstrous, huge, m monstrous um, uh, pulpit, massive. And there was a stage, a small stage, not for performance, but just for preaching. And uh, there was chairs on either side of this monstrous pulpit. And the speaker will sit there and the person who gives announcements will sit on that stage on a Sunday. And I used to look at all this and I told myself, wow, this is so exciting. I want to one day be up there. I told myself, I was a small boy. I was a boy. And then holidays, we used to sometimes go to KL and follow my, my grand-auntie. Grand um, my grand-auntie to her church, which was Wesley Church KL. And again, you know, that was a huge stage and, and you see the pastor sitting up there and the speaker sitting there and I see them go behind the pulpit and preach. Uh, my uncle was a pastor also. When we went to Ipoh, I would see him uh, behind that pulpit um, and, and all of that. And I told myself, one day, I want to stand there. One day, I want to preach. One day, I want to, I want to lead a church. And it was something that happened when I was a child, you know. And, um, and that stayed with me for, for the longest time. And then, of course, I lost that, you know, I lost that. And, and I began to pursue other things. I became a teacher. And before, and before, you know, when I was dating my wife, before she was my wife, when I was dating Flora, I remember we used to go and sit down and we'd have these long, 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 long chats. Now, we still have long chats. Uh, sometimes now those chats are interspersed with, you know, I'll be talking to her halfway when we are in bed before we sleep and halfway talking and she would respond. <laughs> it's how she responds sometimes. And then she would say, uh, don't forget to turn off the light. She can speak in the middle of a snore. Uh, anyway, she's an amazing woman and I thank God for her. But this is what my wife can do. But I remember telling her before we got married, I said, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to be a teacher, but I want you to know that one day, God may call me 
to pastor a church. I just sensed that that was God's purpose over my life. And so, I, you know, when I became 50, um, just before I became 50, I became a pastor. When I became 50, God called me very specifically. And you know, I just turned 60 last month. And I want you to know that the last 10 years of my life has been the most fulfilling time of my life. And I'm looking forward to the next 10 years, God willing, believing that the next 10 years will be even better than the last 10 years. Sometimes we think that, oh, I'm 50 already, it's over, i got to now slow down. No! Because, you know, the vision that God puts over us, the vision that God has for me, it does not end. Because the moment it ends, the moment it ends, God will say, come home. If God has not asked me to come home yet, then I am still in the midst of putting, helping God, putting my hands there, letting God dab paint on my hands and making that picture. And you know, the, the vision will initially always exceed your competency. You may look at the vision, discipling nations, there's no way we can do that. Look at our numbers, look at our finances. But you know, it always exceeds our expectations our competency. We may, not, we may not feel that we are not up to it, but you know what? God will go to work on you and God will go to work on me. And He has done that and He has proven Himself over and over and over again. I look back and sometimes I'm, I'm stunned by what has happened and I tell myself, Lord, how did this happen? I I. I I know that we, we didn't do really very much, but you have done all that work because you have, basically, I've just given you my hands and you just taken my hands and used paint. I've got myself dirty, but that's about it. But you've come up with the masterpiece. See, a divine vision is not dependent on us. It is God making it happen. It is God making it happen. And God's vision... For my life and your life is chock full of eternal consequences. And, and that's where I want to just end with this. I want you to, 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 to get this. You, if you don't get anything else I said this morning, get this. That God's vision for your life and my life is chock full with eternal consequences. If our, if our dreams are only for this world, I just need to ensure my children are, are, are taken care of. I just need to ensure that, that I've got enough uh, saved up for my security. I just have... In, if that is your dream, let me tell you, you're missing out. Completely, you're missing the point. Because our dreams should be chock full of eternal consequences. And then we know we're in alignment with God. Any God-ordained vision will have its roots in God's overarching vision for this world. And God's vision for this world is that He wished that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. That is God's heart for our world. So whatever we are involved in, it should be in alignment with that. Are you a businessman? Do you have a business? Then the question is, how is my business to be used for eternal uh, for, 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 for eternal things. How can God use me as a businessman to sow into eternity? 
Maybe you're, you feel like I'm not a businessman, I'm just a normal employee. Let me tell you, there's no such thing as a normal Christian employee. If you're a Christian employee, then you are, you're not normal, you're abnormal. Because you can bring divine purpose that will have eternal consequences into your workplace. Maybe you're somebody who loves sports. How can you use sports to have an eternal impact on other people? Maybe you are somebody who loves studying. Okay? Academia is a big thing, big deal to you. How can you use that not just to get a good job, not just to get something that will pay you well, but how can you use that so that it would have eternal value? Maybe you're a homemaker. How can you use your being at home, cleaning your home, cooking for your family, taking care of your kids, maybe helping them with their homework? How can you use these things for eternal results? These are the questions that we need to ask ourselves because, you listen, there, are no such, there is no such thing as a spiritual or a secular component in our lives. When God created Adam, He breathed into Adam and the Bible says Adam became a living being. We are fundamentally spiritual beings. And because we are fundamentally spiritual beings, there's no such thing as a secular component of our lives. Everything is spiritual. Whether you drive your car or you go and have makan in a, in a restaurant, everything is a spiritual thing. Whether you eat or drink, the Bible says, do all for the glory of God. Our purpose, according to God's vision, is meant to a greater end, namely the glory of God and the salvation of men and women. That, that is our purpose, all right? Greater end, namely God's glory and the salvation of men and women. This is the ultimate. That is, this is the end game. This is the end game. If you achieve everything in the world and you die without fulfilling your divine purpose, while people may say a lot of things about you at your funeral here on earth, heaven will be silent. And that's not what I want. And I pray that's not what you want. So don't limit your prayer to success. Protection, health. That's how we pray. Lord, I pray for my success. I pray for the success of my kids. I pray for our protection. I pray that you keep us healthy. I pray... I know we, this is normally our prayer. I pray that you give us enough finances. While there's nothing wrong in praying these things, I want to ask you to add on to that prayer. Pray and ask God to help you to be a demonstration of God's love and power. Lord, that if we are protected, that it would give me an opportunity to share about my faith to others. Lord, if our health is well, if we are healed, then Lord, I would use that to talk about you. Lord, that if you give me finances beyond what I am able to normally provide, that would be an opportunity for me to talk about you. And people would themselves look and they know that this is not coming from you. It, they, I, that I would definitely be having help elsewhere. And that will become a testimony, a demonstration of your power and your love. That is how we need to live our lives. So listen, I'm going to end now. The vision. We can get hold of the vision. But before we get hold of that vision, the vision needs to get a hold of us.
The vision needs to get a hold of you first. Are you ready to partner God? Are you ready to leave, put your hands there and tell the Lord, it's okay, get them dirty, it's fine, because I know you will make a masterpiece. And let God dirty your hands and dab your hands and pat your hands and begin to put the picture together on the canvas of your life. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. And then God turns it around and you, re- and, and you realize, why, why are you turning my life upside down? And when, it's, when God has done that, you realize that it's actually the right way up because you've been living your life upside down all the while. God knows what He's doing. So before you can get hold of the vision, let the vision get a hold of you first. And only then God can work with you to make it happen. And so I'm going to end with that verse that I shared last year. Isaiah 60, 22. The smallest family will become a thousand people. And the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. And I'm believing God for that. This vision that we have, It's a God-given vision. We've had many preachers come here and affirm that God is going to use us beyond our borders. And you know what? We started with about maybe 50, 60 people. And today on any given Sunday, before the lockdown, on any given Sunday around the world, from Agra to KK to Klang, we had about 600 people worshipping the Lord. Because we have got 13 churches in India. All right? And uh, one church in KK, we had a Tamil church that was going on. God has using the smallest family and multiplying that smallest family. And he says the smallest family will become a thousand people and the tiniest group will become a mighty nation. All we need to do is yield and say, Lord, these are my hands. You can get them dirty. Do what you need to do and paint that masterpiece for me. And the Lord says, I, the Lord, will make it happen. I'm going to challenge you with this. Maybe you've missed out on God's calling over your life, God's purpose. How you can align yourself with the vision that God has given us. Because God's vision for you is far greater than just the here and now. It should have eternal value and eternal consequences. So much so that I... And I leave this world and I go. I leave behind something that would continue because it has eternal consequences. Scripture says you are His masterpiece. And God has already given you works to do even before you were. From eternal, eternity past, He has already had dreams for you and had a vision for you and for this church. And that vision, if you fulfill it, would continue in eternity future. I think that's an amazing thing, to know that we are not just living in the here and now, because we are spiritual people. We are made for so much more, so much more. Father, we want to come to you thanking you so much for calling us. Lord, you've said in your word, many are called, but few are chosen. You've called the world. But Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that has drawn us to you so that we become chosen. 
And Lord, as chosen people, we do not want to waste our lives, Lord. But the time allotted to us, we want to make it count. Help us, oh God, to, 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 to sit down at your feet and, 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 and ask you, Lord, to tell us what your plans are for us. Help us to be willing to work with you. Help us to be willing to cooperate. Help us to be willing, oh God, to partner you. Lord, we don't mind getting our hands dirty. But Lord, we know we can't paint the picture ourselves. We need you. Only you can make it happen. You can turn around, Lord, a messed up life and make it into a masterpiece. You can turn around a small church, a small family and make it into a thousand people. You can turn around, Lord, situations that seem dire and, 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 and really bad in the eyes of many people and make it into something beautiful. Only you can do it. You can make it happen. And all you're looking for are for people to say, Lord, here am I. Use me. And so I pray, oh God, this morning, High Point Life would come into a fresh commitment to allowing ourselves to be used by you for your kingdom, for far, far, far greater things, so that we would truly be a church based on the New Testament apostolic model, driven by your love to bring good news and to disciple nations through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would use this church to bring the gospel to nations so that, Lord, because, of the, because this little church has decided to yield to you, there will be eternal consequences in our partnership with you, Lord for your kingdom. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.